0: Hello and hello. Welcome to The Cup, the currently unnamed podcast, where we put the real and the tea in reality. And where you can always come here first to quench your thirst. And this is The Cup TV. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I remember. That's what we are. We're on The Cup TV. And um, all the reality stuff that you ever thought of and think about and dream about and t- want to talk about, we're talking about it. And today we're talking about payback we're giving our recap of the program what we thought about it how we loved it liked it hated it whatever we'll talk about it um so yeah i'm your girl lana your resident diva i'm here to give the tea spill the tea and drink the tea because you know i love me some tea Per and if you have some tea you know what to do hit me up um i am not drinking anything i'm breaking the fourth wall here I've been podcasting all day long, all day long. And I've been drinking all day long. So I can't drink anything else. So it's not good for me. But if I was drinking anything, you know, I'll be drinking out of my cup mug. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Cup mug. And you can get your cup mug at com. The link will be in the description below so there
1: fantastic uh guys you know what it is it's wes i'm here to talk some wrestling having some fun after some some payback and uh you know what i'm drinking some beautiful h2o so uh you know i don't have a cup as cool as the cup cup but maybe i should consider buying one just like you so go to etsy buy a cup you know what if any of you message me on any of my socials that you bought a cup i'll buy one too how about that
0: oh period here nope. here yeah.
2: Note to self: Messaging Wes on Discord immediately Wait, after. Wait, hold, <laughs> hold up! It's on social media. I don't, that
3: doesn't count. Um,
2: regardless, uh, it's Brooke. Your career college graduate plays way too much effing Smash Bros. Uh, recently finished playing. Uh, finished up playing Death's Door. It was a great experience, and now we move uh, as soon as I re my PlayStation Plus subscription. Um, and I am drinking water because water. Um, and I'm very excited to talk about Pay B Plus. Mm-hmm.
3: Woo! It is the coach flying, Uber riding, consensual kissing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. <laughs> a consensual consensual kissing. Doper here, <laughs> drinking some H two O because you must stay hydrated <laughs> when you with the nature boy.
0: Did you just say consensual kissing? Consensual.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I.
0: I is this one is
1: cool?
0: me. <laughs> All right, so y'all. I. And Perfect. not oh my god, okay,
1: yeah, all right. Well, that's enough energy <laughs> as we century, need the everybody. pod. Uh, we're getting into some payback, right?
0: I okay, yeah, because I will lose focus and lose track because he said consensual kissing Period. <laughs> I mean, I love a political correct king, so you yeah, are doing it, I'm here for it. But we're not here to talk about Ric Flair yeah. and his non-consensual kitchen show. We're talking Ooh. about woo, we're talking about pay back. Mm-hmm. The show was the show. We all watched it. And now we're gonna break it down in the best way possible. Yeah.
2: Break it down. Yeah.
0: All of that, all of that breakdown. So let's get into it. I'm not going to do nothing special with the things. We just go jump right into it. And yes, I did go in order because here I did my part. So, the first match, which I didn't think would be the first match, and I don't think should have been the first match, but we'll talk about it, was Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in the Steel Cage match. We'll start with you, Wes.
1: All right, so first of all, as everyone knew from last week, we all weren't going in with much expectations for payback. Uh, But this match showed up uh, for me. I don't know. Um, I I felt that it was some good wrestling. I felt maybe it was a little slow starting off. But it finally got somewhere. Um, And then, you know, when... uh, Oh, gosh. Blinking. Zoe... Stark? Mm -hmm. Yes. When Zoe Stark did her thing, uh, whatever part into the match... I found the match suddenly engaging. Actually, I wasn't ready to be super engaged in this match, and I was. Trish brought her stuff. Becky brought her stuff. Zoe brought her a game. And uh, after that match, I, I'm saying I'm pleasantly surprised, and I am a way bigger fan of Zoe Stark. So that's where I'm at.
2: Um, this was my match of the night.
0: Ooh. Uh,
2: and to be fair, I did have some pretty good company watching the show, and that definitely helped. Um. Wes and my friend As- and our friend Ashton, um, but you know it was one of those things where going in, I said this should have been the main event. After watching the card, I stand by that. Um, am I happy that Seth and Shinsuke got to main event? Sure, but do I think this is probably this? Not even probably. This is the best built storyline on the program at the moment for this show, and some of the spots in this match were insane. Uh, you got the Tree of Woe on top of the Steel Cage, which terrified me. You have the Superplex immediately after that. I don't need to go into detail. Y'all remember. Um, the Widow's Peak at the that. Fate. I popped so hard for that Widow's Peak. I um, can confirm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because, okay, one, I'm a huge Victoria fan, just in general. Love my girl. And secondly, the day before, right? Was it the day? Yeah, it was the day before I was at Wes's house. No, it was the, it was the day after. Um, and we did like a bracket turn, like a theme song bracket tournament. Right. And Victoria's was on it. And obviously her theme was great. Mm -hmm. Um, but Wes was like, who is she? And I showed Wes some Victoria stuff. Um, yeah. Also Victoria for hall of fame, 2024. Um, but yeah, th- this match was incredible. I loved every minute of it. I do think the right person won because we don't know where Trish is going from here. And she's also, she's Trish Stratus. Like, you know, she doesn't need to win everything. Uh, now Becky's apparently about to have an NXT women's title match next Tuesday. So we'll see how that turns out for her. Um, and then Zoe Stark is apparently now tag teaming with Shayna Baszler, which Wes can call. I called right after this match happened. So, I'm excited to see this, guys.
3: I agree 100%. This should have been the main event. Um, It was absolutely incredible. That Tree of Woe was breathtaking. I legit, because normally when the men go, they slowly get up, they slowly build, and then they slowly pull back into the Tree of Woe. She, like, blew, and, like, I gasped out loud. Audibly because I was nervous that she was like, oh. but no, these women beat the heck out of each other. They proved that you do not need blood to make a match brutal. You just need a giant bruise on your forehead. You know, you like, hear
1: that, J Mox?
3: <laughs> Look, literally, I was so impressed and I was so invested. Um, and it, the right person won, but Trish Stratus. 20 years ago, what other superstar has taken, you know, like they said the first women's cage match was 20 years ago or whatever on commentary. I didn't do the fact check. I'm assuming that might be right. Maybe a raw roulette, correct? It it was
2: 2004 with Victoria and Lito. Okay, 2004, Victoria.
3: It's 2023. You know what I mean? The the latter half of 2023. So 19 years ago. And Trish has not truly been a full-time wrestler for the better part of let's say 15 years what right she retired 2007 2008 and for her to come back and to have a run like she has had like just absolutely incredible i you know i trish stratus is watched these women come up in the women's revolution and she said you know what I am the greatest women's wrestler of all time. And for me to prove that I need to go toe to toe with the greatest women's wrestler of, of the modern era. And that's Becky Lynch. And the opening package told such a beautiful story between the two of them. I got goosebumps. Like it, they, they said screw you for kicking us off of SummerSlam and screw you for not making us be the main event. Now every other man in that locker room has to go out and follow that good luck. And they couldn't. They couldn't do it. Although the card was phenomenal. This is one of my favorite pay per views of the year so far. But no other match compared to this cage match. Best women's cage match of all time. Best, one of the best cage matches of all time. I don't know. Recency bias. I was
0: very proud of this match. This match made me invested in this pay per view because the first, y'all know how I felt when before I was just like, eh, uh, I don't know about this. I don't know if I want to watch this. I don't know if I want to do this. But after that match, I was like, because I was literally sitting on the edge of my bed and I'm like jumping around like, ah, that's so good. Oh. Literally gasping and screaming and like my roommate thought I was crazy. But I was just like, oh my God, this is so good. And I was like, okay, let's go. This, this pay-per-view got to, you know, live up to this. And I was like, oh, I don't know if it did, but I'll just say they set the bar so high that they made it during the impossible for anybody to reach that bar. And I was very proud. I do agree. I think Becky should have won. It was a great match. Trish Stratus for coming back at, like you said, not being a full-time wrestler for a very long time coming back and giving us this quality of wrestling. She deserves her flowers. And so I will say it. Thank you, Trish. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for entertaining The WWE Universe, still after all this time, you are a great wrestler. You prove why you aren't just a pretty face and you move past that into a great superstar. So I say thank you, Trish, period. Great match all around. And thank you, Becky, because y'all killed. They they just did a phenomenal job. It was a great cage match. Should have been last. Should have been the main event. But, you know... They started to show off with a bang, so yeah, that's not. That was a good match, mm-hmm. and I was here for it. Then we go into LA Night in the
2: Mist. Yeah,
0: yeah. With John um, Cena, is the guest referee.
2: I hated that. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the moment when I was watching the show, because we didn't see the pre-show, because apparently it got announced on the pre-show, and. They did. Every show. And when we found out that Cena was going to be the ref, I'm like, why? This feud has been really good without that. It doesn't need him. Right? And then now, apparently, we're going into some hackneyed Miz Cena feud, which, cool, great, fantastic. But, like, it, it just felt so tacked on. And, honestly, these two had, like, zero chemistry for me. It was really flat. There were a few botches that we saw. Um... It just—it didn't hit for me. I'm not gonna lie. I love both of them, but you know, sometimes two good wrestlers just don't click in the ring together, and I think that's just what happened here.
3: Is it possible they didn't click because John Cena was in the ring? Like, now did they-, they throw off the mojo? They may have had a match that they've been talking about for weeks, and now they have to include John Cena. And really, it does feel like John Cena was last minute because there was no. Actual spot that involved John Cena. Although John Cena in his like Jesus era, that new John Cena shirt, I absolutely love it. Um, (laughs) It looks like a cross and it's got John Cena on it. And it's like, it's my own personal inside joke because. There is, so sometimes every, every day in and sometimes We have AA groups that are like fun And you know um, There's a you know talking AA And a mention of a higher power And so there's a joke that like you know John Cena is is You know my higher power um, <laughs> I
0: love that for you I love that for you honestly <laughs> so,
3: For John Cena to come out in his Jesus era T-shirt I'm like <laughs> John Cena He's my, my uh, higher power but really, they just wanted to give LA Night the hands up with John Cena. Um, the match will be better. I mean, the Miz uh, the following night on Raw is the most viewed. Uh, what, what is it like? He's already got like the most viewed segment on Raw for interviewing a, uh, an invisible John Cena. That
0: was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the WWE and the Miz need to be like. I am so upset with them with that. The cameraman doing the whole. Going panning from side to side and running behind. I literally screamed when I watched it. I was like, Are you kidding me? And it, it was, they went on. It was okay. I'm sorry, Topher. I, 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 no, I and
3: know. they protected LA Knight's finisher. John, uh, the Miz didn't kick out of it. It was an old school classic trying to compete for a finisher. LA Knight got it. I still think LA Knight is the future. We may call an audible and it's a triple threat match with Cody Rhodes and LA Knight versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. We will see.
0: I still can't get over the stupid Miz in the field. Invisible John Cena. It was the cameraman for me. I'm sorry. Uh, this match. Uh, I think I could have been without Cena. Sure. Because I feel like they probably wouldn't have had to do anything extra to incorporate Cena into their thing; they could have just did it. They've both been doing so well with the build up of their few little few thus far, but we knew LA Knight was gonna win this match. It was designed for him to win this this match because, of course, they don't want the Miz to win anything at all in twenty twenty three, but one match. So
2: <laughs> one in thirty
0: in twenty twenty three, baby Whoa. One that's like, are we kidding? But um, so yeah, I I I I I don't I don't know I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of want the Miz to not be winning one out of however many matches in twenty twenty three. Like I, I want him to win some more stuff. But if this is a build up for a few with John, him and John Cena, okay, sure. And since there's a writer strike, Johnson ain't got no movies to do. He got time on his hands, so sure, why not? What does this do for LA Knight? I don't know. We 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 still don't know what he's doing. They still don't know what to do with him. And I, I just need to see him either getting pushed up, or y'all gonna push him out of here. Like, do something with this man. He already has the people do something like where is his title match against somebody I don't do something with him that's all I'm saying saying.
1: yep and I couldn't agree more Lana and everything that Brooke said and Topher you said and Lana you said I completely agree with almost all of it um for the most part listen I'm no science teacher all right but even I can tell you that's bad chemistry all right (laughs) well we saw in that match because these are great people Like Mm -hmm. LA Knight, amazing wrestler. The Miz shows up next Monday and then delivers one of my favorite promos of the year. Like, these are incredible wrestlers, incredible talents. And even with John, no John, they feel I felt like they dropped the ball with this one. Uh, I don't really know what happened, you know. Like, even Gunther has a bad match, right? Supposedly, like, mysteriously, apparently, that's supposed to be a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, watching LA Knight and Miz have a bad match was kind of weird. It kind of felt funky the entire time. Uh, me and Brooke were co- were commenting on it. You know, it was that palpable. But, you know, I think this was maybe uh, a flash in the pan, and we'll see many more great matches directly after this from both parties. Uh, I'm actually excited for the LA Knight feud uh, with whoever he's going to, because I don't want him to stay on this Miz thing. He got the rub from Cena. He can go wherever he wants and do whatever he wants now with that. You know, because Austin Theory after the Cena rub got so much. Um, and then, and then you have the Miz, you know, who's going to have his fight with big match, John, and, uh, it's going to be pretty fantastic. So,
2: um, I will say though, one thing I did like about this match is that LA Knight and Cena didn't just get along. Right? right. He all the time is like, Oh, you're a good guy, which means all the good guys have to get along with each other. And we're both bad guys. which means we have to get along with each other. It's like the Teddy long tag team match play of it all. Um, but we saw that here, and then, spoiler for Raw Monday, after... Well, actually, wait. I'll just wait till we get to the segment mm-hmm. that I'm talking about with the new person on Raw. But, um, you know, we've seen it a few times lately. Please keep that as a regular thing. People don't have to get along just because they're on the same thing on the alignment chart.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, oh, I wonder, did this suffer from being second? You know... This is the second PLE in a row that I feel like they overloaded the second match with Star Power. At SummerSlam, they had Brock versus Cody second, you know. Usually second used to be the death spot. Like, that was a top match.
1: Topher, maybe you're right, but, I mean, you could put that match, whatever we saw, anywhere on the card, at least to me, and and I'm not popping off. I don't know what that was.
2: I'll be honest. If it were me, this is where I would have put. Brie Mysterio and Austin awesome Theory, but you know, I—I
0: I mean, but it—it—it—I it, don't think it would have mattered because anybody following the Trish Becky match is gonna look like lame chump change, and that's what happened. They look like lame chump change to me. It was like not an exciting because we just came off of that phenomenal match, which goes to show why that match needed to be last. Right. And True. you put. Somebody else to, to start it off. Like, this should have started tonight. Like, let this be the start and we move on. But it, it, it just got gobbled up. I don't know. I got, don't know. Got if got I up. wanted
1: to see a match at that pace, I'd go, like, watch Turtle Racing or something, yeah. you know?
2: Uh, I, mean, I get to a degree why Becky and Trish were the opener because it definitely woke the crowd up. But, like, it could have also been the main event and you could have put Seth and Shinsuke there and it also would have woke the crowd up, is all I'm saying. So. Sure,
0: sure. I mean, yeah, but all right. Well,
2: that's, LA night one, so yep,
0: that's yeah. it. We move <laughs> to what could have been first or last or third, or second. it doesn't matter. It was not the great mismatch ever. It was, it was yawn fest, it was yawn fest. It was, I was not that impressed, and I and I love me some Rey Mysterio, don't get me wrong. I think Rey Mysterio is still amazing, uh, but I. Uh,
1: you know, I have to give four words, all right. That's all I really need. And Brooke gave me these four words, and, and I and I accredit them and I agree completely. Why can't be Santos? Why, why can't be Santos?
2: Why Is can't he be Singer?
1: No Escobar. I mean, like, listen, I, I, you know, like, if you're going to try to match the LWO, I get putting a belt on the top talent or whatever of the LWO. But Rey Mysterio has enough. He also suffers from doesn't need a belt to be taken seriously syndrome. At all, you at all. don't need to put a belt around Rey Mysterio. And so him just kind of like holding the belt hostage um almost and I know this is blasphemous feels worse to me than theory holding the belt. It it, it almost feels worse. Um and it, so
2: I like a 100% agree with that entire sentiment. Um and and, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> But also, Rey Mysterio, right, in this position he's in, he's 48 years old, right, already a Hall of Famer, one of the biggest legends in the history of the business, period, right, mm-hmm. does not need to win anything, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he can't win ever, right, obviously, because, I mean, Ray winning stuff is still cool, but, like, imagine if this was Santos Escobar, who <laughs> is undoubtedly the future of this company for at least, like, the next 10 years, Right, um, I honestly feel like they are setting this up for Rey Mysterio to be a transitional champion for somebody coming up out of NXT, Cough Cough drawn, Breaker. So, like, Rey cannot have this belt until like Survivor Series. That's way too long. And he's, and also, it's not even like one of those things where he hasn't held the U.S. title before. He's held it like three times. He doesn't need it.
3: Yeah well Santos could make like a heel turn and turn on the LWO or they could like the LWO could become a heel faction you know and and oust Rey Mysterio coming in stealing the thunder like you're right why can't it be Santos I, I think there's a bigger story building there um, and I think there's a better opportunity there than Santos just winning it off of Austin Theory on a random smackdown I think they needed to get the belts off of Theory I think they needed to get this rematch out of the way, just to to have a little bit of closure on that story. And I think that Rey Mysterio is a transitional champion, and I think we're going to see something bigger out of it. And I think if Rey is on his way out the door, he's going to do so making a superstar, and it could be Santos. So that's my prediction. Um, uh, This match was not, I, I don't have anything really to say about the match itself. I was glad it was over.
0: I saw something... In the buildup with this, with Ray winning the belt, and I do believe either Escobar's going to do a heel turn because I feel like it was just something like people were trying to put him, like, put pin him against each other, and you know, do little things and make Santos a little jealous of Ray having the belt, and da da da. I think that storyline is bubbling and brewing underneath the surface. And I could see a heel turn for him, or the entire LWO, and they oust Ray, so Ray can leave. Be like, okay, I mean,
1: I'm, worked for Judgment Day.
0: That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I could see it happening, making another heel fashion, making, uh, you know, somebody who is going uh, to I mean, go against. And let's
1: be honest, the self eating Ouroboros of a heel faction could be good you know we're not really seeing that in the judgment day weirdly enough we're seeing like a pretty get along powwow right now but like you know you look at like the club right where Mm -hmm. people are constantly like eh you got the belt you're leading get out of here we're we're curb stomping you you know so i could see something maybe here where ray is is going to be that punchable face um which he does so well you Mm -hmm. know for many
2: the lwo have only been a thing for like six months like to me, it feels way too soon to break them up. It, and also, people forget before they started helping out Ray, they were heels. So like, I don't know, it just feels too quick to turn them. And like, you can't turn Ray Mysterio heel. So I feel like they've kind of booked themselves into a corner here. And no matter what they do with it, I'm probably gonna be unsatisfied at the
1: end. Brooke, of the day. but are you sure? Because Ray Mysterio could be vegan.
2: <sighs> hey, not the different I'm vegan. I'm vegan.
3: Mm-hmm. listen all i'm you. saying is it worked for daniel bryan it did and daniel bryan is a hell of a champion but i will say this about Rey Mysterio: even though he is the champion of the united states right now best in the united states dirty dom is the best in all of north america that includes the united states <laughs> that, that freaking thing he
2: did on the socials when he said that, I'm like, he's so, like, he was <laughs> born to be bad guys? Dom mm-hmm. was born to be a bad guy for the he rest is, of
0: his career. Your- he can't do anything else. I would not Really want, is Eddie's son. Right, I don't want face Dom ever. No. I mean, I need Dirty Dom for the rest of his career and he just, he just leans into it every And he gets more and more ridiculous every single time. I want everything to do. Like, even when he loses the belt, I want him to go around still saying he's the North American champion and I'm the best of all North America. And then he wins another belt. And then he's like, forget that North American champion. Now I'm this. Like, I want him to get every single time he gets something bigger, he gets even more obnoxious and even more ridiculous. Well, I'm like. I love it. I hate it, but I love it. Great, it. Greatest heel
3: of all time. Because, you know, like, the, the <laughs> can be are the absolute craziest, but he believes them so much. And it's so, like, you can just see the truth. Like, he is, uh, mark my words, you know, mark this down when we revisit this two years ago, two years from now. Greatest heel of all time.
2: <laughs> all right. I mean, I, it could definitely turn out that way. I just, I really hope that this becomes interesting because right now I'm just not interested in it. You're
0: uh, not interested in Dirty Dom? Not interested in no, series. I'm talking
2: about the US title. Oh,
0: oh yeah, I thought just, you were talking about Dirty uh, Dom. i was about to say, what do you mean? What are you yeah, not interested in? I'll
2: be more interested when he doesn't have the North American title and it's on the uh, beautiful shoulder of Mr. Ali, but other than that...
0: Yeah. We move.
3: Uh, hey speaking of
0: <laughs> I'm going to say this and I'm gonna say this now dirty Don was the MVP of the night yes. I'm putting it out oh, there yes he was he was the MVP of the night when he needed him to step up to get beat down he did it and he did it for everybody I was like okay Dominic you do it and I I'm impressed but this match was better than I thought it was going to be. I really was not having, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this match. I was like, it's going to be a good wrestling match because all four of them are good wrestlers. I was like, technically, this is going to be a good, technically sound wrestling match. I'm going to enjoy it. It was a street brawl. And I was like, okay, all right. I mean, we know what's going to happen here because you say it's a free-for-all street brawl. I know what's going to happen here, and I'm okay with that happening, but I just want to know how it happens. Is it going to be cheesy? Is it going to be, like, okay, predictable? I will say I was thoroughly impressed with this match. They actually pulled off a really good street brawl, and even I was like, why are we doing this spot on Wait, Like, I thought Kevin Owens wasted that dive onto Dominic. I was like, why are you wasting such a big move on Dominic? He's not even in the match. you busting your body up for Dominic? And Senor and Finn are right there. Like, it, it was interesting. I I, I didn't get the hockey. I mean, I get it, but I didn't care about the hockey spot. I was like, okay, they came out in hockey gear with the Philadelphia whatever. Uh, Pittsburgh people, hockey sports thingies. That's great. I'm not into hockey. I don't get it. But I'm like, okay, sure. But everybody was like, yeah, he's wearing this man's jersey and he's wearing this man's jersey. How great. Sure. You hit him with the They went to the goalie thingy or the the the, the 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 timeout corner and they were in the timeout corner and then they came out with the hockey gear and they beat them up with the sticks and I'm like great what else but then at the end of the match not only did we get Dirty Dom coming out we also get the man that Brooke has been talking about forever on this podcast JD McDonough shows up he's interfering yeah. in the match and mm-hmm. I'm like Oh, that's J.D. McDonough. That's who Brooke was talking about. He's a small little man, isn't he? But he's there. He was he was doing his little. I I didn't know who J.D. McDonough was. I'm sorry to that man. I didn't know that man. But then when he showed up, I was like, oh, what a small little man he is. But
2: okay. he's literally an inch shorter than Tim Ballard. <laughs> He's a tiny
0: little man. I was like, he's oh. he looks very tiny standing next to a that senior is. Damian Priest and Kevin Owens. I was that like, is. he's a he's a tiny little man, he looks. He just looked very tiny. And then when they beat, picked him up and threw him on the, the table, he sprawled out. I was like, he still looks
2: tiny. But that the was, table didn't break.
0: It didn't break at all. I was like,
2: oh quick okay. the- note, that announce table. <laughs> Two times on this show. Okay. People trying to get thrown to the table and it did not break. That mm-hmm. announced table was made out of some other stuff. That kidding. announced
0: table was gangster. It was like, oh what? No, I will you not fall. Huh? Did, did huh? you hit me? What? No, you, I'm not Yeah, calling. that
1: table's winning the Rumble, <laughs> I hate to tell you. <laughs> I hate to tell you. Anyone um, who can um, take bumps like that? No sell?
0: No, none.
1: Uh, i
2: real, I feel like this is kind of an apology for the hardcore tag match we got on SmackDown a few weeks ago. Um, okay, no, because this, okay, I don't care if it's a street fight, hardcore, whatever you're going to call it, okay, this is a hardcore match, okay? There doesn't need to be blood. There was, but there doesn't need to be, okay? It is gratuitous brawling throughout the arena, weapons of akimbo. Everybody's just doing their damnedest to make this thing look fantastic. Um, special shout-outs to the Kevin Owens Swanton. And then, honestly, I was, like, convinced that Sammy and Kevin were going to retain at the very end. you had. That Helova kick, and then Dom just comes in with the briefcase and just,
0: just throw it. it. Just throw it like okay.
2: <laughs> um, I, I, to be real, I thought Dom was dead after that swanton, so congrats to Dom. Um, but regardless, this match was incredible. Um, and yeah, I am super stoked about the outcome.
1: Yep. Uh, same here. Um, so I got three things to comment on this match. The first one I want to start out with is this is my favorite match on the card period Um, by far so i enjoyed this match thoroughly i enjoy a nice good hardcore match that doesn't have to have anyone's like head busting open like a coconut Mm -hmm. so i was very happy with this match um and you know lana i was right with you as as we both know uh when when i was going into payback i'm like ah you know, what do I, what stakes do I have in this match? And finally, Lana, we get our Judgment Day match. Really? The the time came due, and do it came, and we finally get our faction draped in gold. Uh. And with that, Dominic Mysterio, I also have to give the MVP of this payback and this match. And I, I was thinking about it because I, I looked back on it, and I watched Raw, which, by the way, also anyone who watched Payback and didn't watch the Raw after, super worthwhile because all of this stuff kind of gets cleared up and continued. Um, something, Something's changed in Dom because mm. I was not a Dom believer. Um, not that he wasn't a good heel. He was a very good chicken shit heel. Probably the best one of at least. But he just felt like he wasn't... And there wasn't any importance to him. It didn't feel like Dominic Mysterio was actually a threat. He was just this chicken and he was just this piece of dirt that could be like kicked and stomped. But ever since little tiny man, JD McDonough has stepped up to be that fall guy. We've gotten to see a new era of Dominic Mysterio. And that is like the technician calculator person of being, I'm going to be the man who makes sure the matches go the way we want. And in in that way, it almost kind of falls, like, the responsibility on him in a way. And I've really enjoyed that. So I just wanted to give props to Creative for this match, for the evolution of Dominic Mysterio, and for the the presentation overall. Great match.
3: This felt like such an old-school—I say old-school—attitude-era,
2: hardcore match.
3: This was—this was— It had all of the elements. It had brutality. It had comedy. That Terry Funk spot when he took off the shirt and they were beating Finn Balor with the trash can. You know, it had jumps from great heights, which, like, I thought Kevin Owens might have broken his back because he, like, missed the fucking table <laughs> <and> just <laughs> sent on right onto the concrete. Um, and then same with J.D. McDonough. When he got, like, thrown onto the table and it just, like... T- I was like, oh, that's being a JD McDonough. And then, like, for a little hokey with the coming up and the hockey stuff, but still, like, it was a call to the town. It was a call to the fact that it's a Steel City street fight, which is amazing that they stayed true. The fact that they came out in jeans, like, Good, (laughs) you know, you're not supposed to be wrestling in ring gear on a freaking street fight. You're supposed to be in street clothes. It's a street fight. And they did that. And they like, and kudos to Kevin Owens for being so generous to Rhea Ripley because very few people get the spear through the side of the barrier, right? Like that's a, you know, you have to be like a Braun Strowman or a Roman Reigns or a Goldberg or a Rhea Ripley. Right. Like that, I think that was a pretty big deal that that like took place and just like the judgment day, say what you want about the bloodline. That is its own story and its own faction, but the judgment day for what a faction is meant to do and the purpose that it serves, I think the judgment day is actually a better faction than the bloodline. I think the Bloodline is a better, more epic story. It involves more big-time superstars and main rosters. But for the purposes of elevating every single member of the faction, I, I the Judgment Day came out of nowhere, and all four of them are bona fide main eventers. Five of them, I guess, now with JD McDonough. and we are going to see every single one of them holding onto a world title in the next two years.
1: Yep, and you're completely right, Tofer. and you have to say, with the Judgment Day, you know, all the factions go up and down, right? They have their highs, they have their lows. This is, as Brooke had described, when your faction is draped in gold, you are at the peak, mm-hmm. and they are delivering at that peak performance right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Bloodline was peaked three months ago, yes. right? So we're on the rebuild, and we'll see where that goes, and maybe in four months we'll think differently, but right now I'm right with you, toF I, I can't not give it to Judgment Day right now. By far mm-hmm. the most entertaining faction on WWE programming.
2: And last note, because it is something I want to point out because I'm very happy to say, um, because of the title win, Finn Balor is now the 24th grand <laughs> slam champion. Congratulations to Finn. Uh, he oh. deserves it. Like, so. I, I would tell
1: him to congratulate himself, but he already did.
2: Yeah, <laughs> truly. like I mean, again, when you look at the list of people who have hit that grand slam, right? You're looking at all timers, right? You got like, Ray's on there. Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, Big Show, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Randy Orton. Like when it you is. have a something in WWE that John Cena hasn't, mm-hmm. or and the Undertaker, neither one of them ever won the IC title. Like no. Finn has done something that I mean, only twenty four people have ever done. So congratulations,
3: yeah. Finn. Awesome. Never a mid card champion. Who? Undertaker. Never. Oh a yeah. Champion.
2: yeah right. Right.
0: I mean, interesting, it's very interesting, that stat to come out, like, as big as The Undertaker is, you were like, oh, he's not had the IC championship before? Oh, interesting, interesting. Also, I will say this, not only is this faction draped in gold, we cannot forget Senor Priest is holding the money in the bank, contract in his hand. This faction it has literally all of the power except the world heavyweight champion, and he's like the number one contender whenever he feels like it. So mm-hmm. it's like you, it the power that they're having. This is the this faction is bonafide, and I agree. I think they are, I think they are more powerful than the bloodline was when they were, at, you know, when they had all the gold because Solo didn't have gold at the time, even when. Roman and the Usos held gold, one person didn't have, every member of this faction has gold, and one has potential to have double gold in the, whenever he feels like it, and I, I don't know when he go cash it in, I not at this point, I don't care, I just won't, let him enjoy the tag team championships for a while, and then he can cash it in whenever, because I feel like when he does cash in, and if he does win, which I, Kind of think he will win because the cash in has just got to be epic. It will, they will celebrate it. He will love it. They will have it. I still think he'll have the tag team champions at the time. I think he go cash in and still have the tag team champions. And then that's just going to cause a rift between him and Finn because Fan's going to want that championship. But I'm going to love every second of this journey because I think it's going to be phenomenal.
2: Um, I'll be honest, my current thought is Priesty's going to cash in relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just based off of like what we're seeing, I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep Seth on TV much longer. He mm. definitely has some time off. He hasn't had it in a while. Um, and, you know, assuming Becky gets some time off pretty soon as well, they both can use it. Um, but I think he's going to cash in, win that World title, and then we're going to have a lovely free bird reign with the tag belts where JD is like, Formerly in the judgment day and then him and Finn are defending the belts because of that lovely little free bird rule that I love so much um, that hasn't been brought up since in ages, I might add, um, but you know,
3: I also with this match, I forgot to say they caught me off guard with the finish. I did not expect the match to end when it ended. Um, we're so caught up in this era of false finishes. And I felt like we were in the middle of like a back and forth exchange because it was like we had just experienced a kick out and then another kick out. And then it gets hit the briefcase. And then it's one, two. And I thought we were going to get a kick out. And we didn't. Um, so I popped hard for that. I was like, oh, that's
0: <laughs> over. They did it. Right. So. Yeah, I did too. It was good. But, but we have to give Rhea a break because Rhea was just in this giving a. Uh, uh, a spear through the barricade so they got to give Rhea a minute to go backstage and compose herself and get ready for her match so in between this match and Rhea's match we get the Grayson Waller effect and Grayson Waller effect his guest is none other than Cody Rhodes wow. Whoa! Whoa! wow All of that, Cody comes out and Grayson Waller's been who Grayson Waller is. You asked to come to my show and you, I'm going to ask questions and you said you got this big announcement. What is it? What is the announcement? Now, I want to know from you all if you thought what the announcement was, was actually what it was. Or were you very surprised or shocked by the announcement?
2: I thought it was going to be something slightly different. Mm-hmm. I think it was going to be Cody what was it was. on Raw. Um, I thought Cody was going to be moving to SmackDown, which he still might be. So That's
0: the might happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but yeah, I didn't think it was going to have anything to do with what it actually had to do with, but I wasn't mad at the announcement. So if there's mm-hmm.
0: that. What'd you, think? Pilfer,
3: what'd you think? I just think that James has only been gone two weeks.
0: I mean, you didn't have to say it until I pulled it up. We asked oh. you if you thought the announcement was what it was. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. Just ruined it ruined it.
0: It ruined it, but I'll pull it up. James, I'm pulling it wrong.
3: <laughs> like, you can't position this as this big return. Like, he's been gone. I brought him back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's
2: Mar- of, uh, when Joe- he got fired after the whole Randy Orton Wade Barrett match mm-hmm. ages ago and then he was on Raw the week after. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. like,
3: like. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited Joe. to see what they're going to do with, with Jay. I think that uh, I think having the Usos on two different shows is the best opportunity for him to thrive.
0: I think it's the best for both of them to thrive, honestly. Yeah. And I think they have to both thrive in order for us to get the match that we want when it's the Uso versus the Uso. You know what I mean? And they yep. both have to be at the at at a level of the in their game for it to actually work.
1: Yep. And yeah. Lana, to answer your question, I had no idea. <laughs> I was so captivated by Cody Rhodes just opening his mouth uh-huh. that it was very difficult for me to try to even form or guess what he was going to say. Uh because I am a Cody Rhodes simp. I am totally down to just also by the way i have to shout out his promo against waller was savage and brutal um just saying and then we got ms tv and just proved his point the cool. next day like oh that was tough <laughs> um but you know was i expecting anything i had no idea i was i was happy um i'll tell you this brooke left the room and they're like all right this is gonna be the segment it's gonna be a segment and then they came back. They're like, wait, what?
0: Huh?
1: What happened? I,
2: I, I watched it back later. But um, segment was fine. It, it, being honest, it's more the outcome of the segment than this segment itself.
0: Me, I'm, I'm going to highly disagree with you on there. Because I, too, Wes, I agree with you. I am simping for Cody Rhodes in this moment. I do enjoy a Cody Rhodes moment. He can walk out. And just stand there and smile and then walk back. And I will be very happy with that because I am a simp for Cody Rhodes. But I think what he did in this segment was so good. Like And like you said, Ms. TV proved his point the next night. Grayson Waller, you are a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff of all these other shows that has done it before you and done it better and Ms. turned around on Raw and was like, and this is what we mean because it's just it was so I don't care. And I, I didn't expect this. I'll say that. I didn't expect it to be the Jay Uso coming to Raw and Cody saying, I used up all of my little pool that I have around here, my political juice that I have, and this is what happened. I honestly thought it was gonna say Cody was going to be moving to SmackDown, or he was gonna say Jay's here. So this is why I'm gone, because I use my political pool. If I get one here, I can go where I need to be in order to get championship that I want. And I thought that was going to be the thing. But I was like, no. Oh. and I still think it could happen. I still think Cody's gold to go the SmackDown because that only makes sense in my eyes. But I wasn't mad at this announcement. But I still think Cody Rose did a great segment. And Grayson Waller just looked like Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't, I can't not support
3: Australian Survivor season four star Grayson Waller. Yeah. yeah, I just I can't, not, I can't not support him. Was he really awesome? <laughs> on on us! <laughs> <laughs> Grayson Waller could be at Hearts of Reality with our good uh, friend Brandon Donlin. You know what uh, I mean? Like, we could uh, see uh, there.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I, I didn't watch season four of <laughs> Survivor Australia, but now I'm going to have to go back and watch. <laughs> go ahead, Brooke. I'm sorry.
2: It's also a pre-merged boot, which makes it even funnier.
0: Oh my god, he made me make burrs.
3: He is so oh, purple. Uh, he is such a purple edit. Because <laughs> you know how brilliant it might be. He's
2: purple. I don't understand. Oh,
0: I can't. Okay. I, I yeah. If you know, I, do, I, I love, I, I, love you so so
3: I think he's great. I think the Australian accent is amazing. I love that he cut Cody Rhodes off just for Cody Rhodes to savagely destroy him. Um, it, it, it's good. Grayson Waller mm-hmm. has got some potential, and I think we will see some big things. Because you gotta look. Right now, we are in we are in a transition period. We don't realize it yet. But right now we have the stars of tomorrow starting to emerge and we're going to see Grayson Waller on posters big time coming soon in the next couple of years. We're going to see LA Knight on posters big time coming soon in the next couple of years. We just need them to get there. This is like 2004, 2003 WWE. When we were transitioning out of the Austin rock era, we are transitioning out of some big name Edge is gone, uh, Randy Orton is gone, Roman Reigns is is basically a part timer, Brock Lesnar is gone,
1: Cena, yeah. soon to be gone. Yeah,
3: Cena is soon to be gone, gone. You know gone what I mean? Like, right, We We are like we are in a transition period, and there are some major stars on the rise with Gunther and you know the Usos themselves. You've got you know even Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes. Shout is- outs
1: Wesley. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lee. Axiom. Yeah. Axiom. Mm-hmm. Axiom.
3: Yeah. You know, no relation to Keith Lee. Um <laughs> no are-
2: Keith Lee, Cassie Lee, uh Jake Lee. There's too many Lee's. Yeah.
3: There are a lot of Lee's. But, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's what so, I'm saying. Like it's, we are in a transition area and it's kind of cool because this is going to be the year that you look back on when like stuff is like rewatched and it's like, holy cow, there's a young, you know, Grayson Waller, you, you know what I mean? Like we've got, it's, it's, it's I'm, 2025 is going to be the year of wrestling, especially under new management. Yeah. Um,
2: one other thing that I want to say before we move on. I love the fact that Drew McIntyre and Riddle were not just okay with Jey Uso.
0: Oh, no, they were not.
2: They were not. Because <laughs> they, they had that segment, and then they had a tag match after, and they both just glared at this man. And I'm like, yes! I mean, hey, this is... continuity!
0: Right, because everybody is like, oh, we remember what you did when you were a part of the bloodline. We're not just going to be like, oh, you love... Right. welcome in and open we're welcome with open arms it's like oh no 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 because the, the the damage that y'all caused on y'all way to the top y'all left some of us falling and broken down here and hurting so now you want us to accept you like oh you left and you okay now absolutely not you go i want to fight you Only like-
1: there was <laughs> such an open-hearted wrestler out there who would do just that
2: and I love that the only two people that seem to be okay with Jey Uso are Cody Rhodes and Sami
0: Zayn. <laughs> yeah,
2: like everybody else is like,
0: I mean, but see here, here, here in lies the inconsistency of inconsistency of the continuity. Because if we mad at Jey Uso, why wasn't y'all mad at Sami Zayn when he left, and y'all just open like, like nobody was glaring at him but, across Lana, the
1: Is it really a continuity issue? How can you stay mad at Sammy Zayn?
0: I mean, he just because he was usy don't mean he wasn't hitting them with the chairs.
1: Listen, it's but not very usy.
0: So usy, but he was hitting them with the chairs. Listen, if Kevin Owens like forgives was, him, can't anybody? I guess you're right, but and who who's gonna forgive Jay? That's who's gonna question. forgive I Jay?
2: Think, well, I mean, to be fair, I think the whole Sammy Zayn of it all is that he earned that right. He earned that respect back. By his whole thing. To a lot of these people, you know, I mean, even Tribal Combat, right? Jay was still like, look, I have no problems with the rest of my family and what we did. I just don't want to be Roman Reigns' puppet anymore, right? And then, you know, he loses and then, you know, he's not in the group anymore, right? So it's one of those like, What has fully transpired here things? because I'm still not sure um, where everybody stands with him, and it's going to be a really interesting period of time. Also, to all the people that are saying he should be the one to dethrone Gunther, no.
0: No. It needs to be Chad Gable for me.
2: Chad Gable, we'll get to that. We'll we'll talk about it briefly at the end, if you don't care. Um, Mm -hmm. It was good. I'm happy he's on Raw. (laughs) Yay, keep the Usos apart.
0: (laughs) They'll come back together, and when they do, they'll both be at a point in their career where. Oh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good fight, I think. I can't
2: wait,
1: baby. (laughs) It's going to feel just right before we transition off. It'll feel a lot to me like uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where they're Mm -hmm. both going to grow as individuals, and then they're going to come together as this organized unit again, and be really
0: hot. Oh yeah. When they come back together as the Usos, they're gonna be, they're going to win the tag team championship, and it's going to be an amazing like it's gonna be like they never were apart. Yep. They're, they're twins. Like if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can do it just because they're best friends, Jay and Jimmy are twins, so they already got that inbuilt twin thing happening with them. So it's not they're not going to lose anything. They're just going to gain more stuff that they yep. learn solo that they can bring into their tag team. It's going to be phenomenal. And they're going to be a, like, they're going to show why they were the longest reigning tag team champions.
3: I don't want to see it though. I don't want to I see agree. it for a year. I want to see them away from each other. I want to agree.
0: See... Give it a year. Well, I, I agree. Yeah, with... I mean a year. Yeah. Longer than, longer that. than that. Even than give that. me two but years, two,
2: three, three years. Okay. Yes. I want these two to have a match at WrestleMania this year. Okay. Let's say something happens at, like, Elimination Chamber or something, right? They have their match at WrestleMania this year. There is plenty of time to build it properly, okay? Then, after that match, keep them apart. Let them have solo runs. They have literally been in a tag team with it's the so other person for 12 years. Yeah. Friend. 12 years. Do they not deserve a little bit of alone time?
3: <laughs> and I bring back so. Naomi.
2: Uh,
0: hello. Hello. Although she is a champion in her own right of impact, but that's okay. I I, I just want her back. Jimmy
2: Jimmy needs her.
0: She is the knockout's champion impact right now, though. She's doing pretty great. But I think, I agree with you, Topher. I agree, Topher. Jimmy needs Naomi back with him for other reasons because I think Jay is already main event Uso. He's main event Jay. He has his thing. Jimmy doesn't have anything yet. Because when they he was injured, so he didn't get a chance to build anything else. I feel like you bring back Naomi, you correct the mistakes that you made in the first place by letting her leave in the first place, and you bring her back and you give her us heal Naomi the yes. right way. Yep, with Jimmy showing her how to be healed with him being healed. Jim, I think it'll be oh, oh it'd be great. Um, also, uh, a small shout out to with,
1: with main event Jay Uso. Can we change the main event font to match Jay's font? I, I know it's really small. but <laughs> Did anyone else notice that? Like we had the main event WWE font, and then Jay had his own unique thing, and they were like spinning. I'm like, that, this looks nothing like. Yeah, they need to fix
0: that. He is main event.
1: Give him his own thing. All right, give sorry. him
0: his thing. Yes, I agree. Give him thing. Look, put some. Respect Jimmy, on give
1: it. Get a thing. Go get. Put a some thing.
0: respect on his name. Period. All right, let's move. Right. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> ria had time to get her life together doing that whole Grayson waller thingy so she got and i'm gonna say this off the top gear of the night goes to rhea ripley with her homage to china i loved it i thought it was great i like her hair i didn't like her hair that way but i like that ring gear i was like okay china i see you it looked great it looked great but this match was It was a match. It was not seven minutes, which I appreciated. Rockett, it was You're seventeen minutes.
2: Pretty long. Um, <sighs> eh. <laughs> eh. I wish it was seven minutes, I'll be honest. And not for like the talent in the ring. I was so bored. I felt nothing. I like. And I've told West this before, I don't mind a good Hoss fight, right? I like watching a good Hoss fight from time to time. However, the perks of a Hoss fight is that they are typically over quickly because neither one of the people have anybody who can, like, properly bump for their opponent, right? Raquel and Rhea are both very talented, but they need somebody who meshes well with them. And again, I think it's the same thing we have with LA Knight and The Miz. They just didn't work well together. Um... I will say, though, I was very impressed by that Riptide. So there's that. But, like, it just... it I'm so bored the entire match. And it, and it also goes to show you just, like, Rhea doesn't really have any credible challengers on Raw right now outside of Raquel, you know? And they're going to have to keep this program going until they either build somebody up with enough to challenge her or, you know don't give Rhea a program which she really hasn't had the entirety of her championship run. So it's it's a catch-22, and, it, and I do feel like they booked themselves into a bit of a corner here, too, where they drafted most of the like the top-tier female talent to SmackDown.
3: So... Mm-hmm. I, I think Raquel wasn't ready. Not that Raquel's not ready in the sense that she's not ready for the big time or anything like that. I think that Raquel was not built up enough in the sense that we we are not ready to have Rhea's championship be threatened by an overimposing force right like Rhea is the baddest woman on the roster and they want raquel to also be a threat but we needed more of raquel squashing the women um week after week to build up that threat to Rhea's championship. You know, I, I don't think that this match was, had nearly the build that it needed to, to be able to be pulled off. And instead it ended up being slow and clumpy and, like, I felt like I was watching The Great Khali versus Mabel out there.
0: Oh, no, not that. Wow. I, you know
3: what I mean, like, it really was just, wow. like, they wow. were not, Styles makes fights. And I wow. think that they are too similar, and it clashed. That's the same thing that happened to El- with LA Knight and The Miz. They are too similar, and it clashed. It did not it just didn't deliver for me. And I felt bad that both of these women who are very talented were put in this position to look bad like this.
1: Wow. You know, all right. I got to say, uh, I have a different take coming from this match. Uh, I got to disagree with uh, the last two on the panel here. I, I didn't think the match was stellar uh, in the ring, technically at all. Um, I think it was okay. I, I liked it more than the Miz and LA Knight. I thought it was slightly, I've, maybe it's more interesting because we just don't get to see, uh, two power women fighting each other, ever. Um, and, you know, if I had to choose two in women's wrestling right now, I did not mind this fight uh, on on an idea board, you know. Uh, in the ring, it wasn't the best executed that I've ever seen of any women's match of all time. But I have to say, tofu you are right that Raquel did not get the buildup. But I think this was a beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is supposed to be an end. And I don't think Raquel was supposed to feel like she stood a chance. I don't think that's what this match was supposed to be. I think this is going to be the beginning. And we saw that on Monday. Because on Monday, I got to see a Raquel I've never seen before. Which was this very cool, upset Raquel who went and did exactly as you said, Tofer needed to do. Which is squash the living crap out of Chelsea Green. Mm. Right? And we're starting to see Raquel take that form Maybe, and it depends, right, because everything can fall through, but if we keep seeing Monday Night Raw after Raw, Raquel being, you know, one of the coolest people on the planet, maybe not the baddest woman on the planet, because that's Shanna Baszler, of course, um, but, you know, Raquel, you know, keeps doing her thing, I could see maybe a rematch looking hmm. actually fairly interesting, and and I I do, okay, I don't disagree with everything, styles do make fights. But I don't think the style here was wrong. I think it was mainly a build issue, and, you know, who knows what else it could have been. But I could see in a different day and a different time if we get, like, two more months of this unique build for Raquel and Ripley still being Ripley. I could see another cool match, which Raquel will probably still lose, kind of like the Seth Rollins matches. But still cool match. Could be. Um
2: but no, I'm really angry that they fed Chelsea Green to Raquel. Not that somebody n- didn't need to give foul to Raquel. Cool, whatever. But yet again, you are consistently devaluing the women's tag team titles. And, like, there were plenty, plenty of people on Raw. Like, Zia Lee Li has not been on TV in months. Emma huh. has not been on TV in months. Um, Nikki Cross not been on TV in a hot minute. Tegan Knox is yeah. on Raw. Like, there are plenty of people... Who did not? It could be losing to Raquel instead of one half of the women's tag team champions well, because Piper Niven has a cold, which is not the official reason, but she she has an illness. She's not like injured. She'll be back next week allegedly. So oh, I thought she was injured. No, she's not injured. She. I, but a lot of people are saying she has COVID. It's not. But
1: but Brooke, but, can you not also reflect and say watching Chelsea Green get destroyed? is not just the most entertaining thing. One of the most entertaining things. It is so fun.
2: When she's in tag team matches for the women's tag team titles
3: that she has held for two months. Here's the thing. Chelsea Green is only a tag team champion. She's not a good singles wrestler. You didn't see, you know, Bubba Ray Dudley in his Prime as a tag team champion, a tag team champion in every in every uh uh federation out there, uh going one-on-one for a world title.
2: He was the I mean? world champion in TNA.
3: Yeah, that's in TNA. Listen, <laughs> Bully Ray, I saw all of that <laughs> shtick, okay? I've trained under Bubba Ray Dudley, I get it. But in two thousand and one, Bubba Ray Dudley is not facing Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWE Championship. And if he did, he's getting squashed. Did we feel the tag titles were devalued then? No. Chelsea Green needs Piper Dewdrop Bivin to help her be the champion.
2: Get that dewdrop out of here. And
1: Topher, I would go even farther to say, I don't think Chelsea Green losing diminishes the tag team titles because I think that there's one woman carrying the tag teams in general, and it ain't Chelsea. Right. They're Almost her losing builds Niven.
2: Thank you. Yes, her tag team partner losing makes Pepper Niven look better. Um,
1: it does. She's <laughs> carrying Chelsea Green on her yes. back. Listen, <laughs>
3: it's not easy to be tag team partners with Chelsea Green.
1: I think, I think <laughs> there's only one woman who befittingly should be a tag team partner and unfortunately isn't she having a child isn't that what's going on or something oh, like she that she's injured
2: talking about alexa
1: no no not bliss oh uh, God, it's
2: alexa
3: bliss we love carmella her. Was, oh yes carmella she, carmella is having a baby it's oh, carmella
1: chelsea green is the real
3: yes, really that, oh, that is money right there that, that is money is a money match Ugh, i miss carmella carmella is money cory graves is a lucky guy
1: yes he is
0: all of this talk, and I have yet to pipe it at all about this match, but y'all bringing up points about Chelsea Green and the devaluing of the tag team titles. And here's the stitch, how much I cared about the tag team championships from the women. I didn't even know Piper Divins was her partner. <laughs> I thought it was still Sonia Deville.
2: So I her ACL and-, and I
0: heard that. So that's why I was like, why is she still holding the belt when her partner tore her ACL? I didn't know they just gave the belt to Piper Nivens and said, here, you're the tag team champions now.
2: So originally what they did was uh, they weren't—they didn't do anything for like a week after the ACL tear, right? So then Chelsea said that since her partner was injured, she was going to be having online auditions for a new tag team partner. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, no. Chelsea, I'm no.
0: No. It was, I'm, so, no. I'm tapping you know, it out. I'm tapping out.
2: Right. And then Caden uh, and Katana were like talking to Chelsea about the tag belts backstage. <sighs> well, if you want to defend them, we're right here. And then Piper Niven came in and knocked the crap out of Katana Chance. And then went up to Chelsea and said, I'm your new tag team partner. And she took the tag
3: <laughs> And you think the tag titles have been devalued. That's great a value right there. What about the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions? How are they doing? I mean, it just being-
1: means that for those, you can go on eBay and, and probably, you know, buy them for a few bucks or something.
3: I- Sasha Banks put a curse on the belts on her way out the door.
0: Sasha and Naomi are owed an apology for just stating the facts that this tag team championship was not getting the due and they wanted to make it better. And they said, nope, we don't want you to do that. But
1: Lana, they got the due.
0: The due drop, yes.
3: Yes, the due drop. Do,
0: it dropped. <sighs> <sighs> Let me bring it down because I didn't even know all of okay, stop. That's That's ridiculous. Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez. This match eh, I didn't care. Um (laughs) I I didn't care. Um, I think Raquel is a, a formidable opponent to Rhea Ripley in due time. I don't think it's the right time. And I agree, it could be coming, it could be happening with Raquel building up her squash mentality, like she going go and run through these women backstage and just, like, beat them down. Here's my problem. I don't know if Raquel Rodriguez should have even been in this match to begin with in the first place, and here's why. What the heck did you do, this whole thing, with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam to have Shayna... Beat the baddest woman on the planet to leave SummerSlam as beating the baddest woman on the planet to not do anything with her after that. Like she could have walked up to Rhea Ripley after beating Ronda Rousey and said and just slapped her in the face and be like, Who bad? Like gave it to Michael Jackson who's sad. Like, I'm the baddest woman on the planet. And we're like, oh, who are you talking to? And that could have started a thing. I think a Shana, Shana Bailey real Ripley would have been more entertaining because it's like, Shana is like coming off of this, I beat the baddest woman on the planet, which means I am now the baddest woman on the planet, and I want to come take this belt from you since you think you the baddest woman on the planet with a belt. I'm going to come take it. Like, what why do we not go that route? Because it's believable. We, I would believe a Shayna Baszler and a Rhea Ripley would give a brawl out like fight, fight match, and it'll be a good match. I just not that Raquel wouldn't, because she did. It was, you know, it wasn't a squash match, but it just I, I want to see right. Ra- I want to see Raquel later on and do it, but I don't think this is her time.
1: Hear hear me out, Lana. All right, because I can make it all better. Hear me out, but you got to believe me, all right? The secret is, I think that you're absolutely right with Baszler, but I love with where they're putting Baszler right now. I think that this tag team that they're going to be a part of might do exactly what Sasha Banks and Naomi were going to do and make this killer tag team that's going to elevate those titles. Okay. And then eventually, once that breaks up, and then they continue to put Baszler on top, Maybe we see Baszler, who's been built up further through the tags into a singles wrestler, beats her former tag team partner, is officially the baddest woman on the planet, even building further, then fights Rhea Ripley. I think Raquel is going to continue to be this, tries to challenge, but still isn't enough. You know, I, I hate to say it's like a Dolph Ziggler, like a Miz, you know, is there... You believe they could do a title shot, but you would never believe they're going to win. And then maybe, like at Mania, it's going to be Ripley-Basler. And me, that's where that needs to happen.
3: Because nah. both of those
1: women deserve that.
2: Well, I can tell you right now, uh, based on the betting odds for the Royal Rumble, that ain't going to happen. Um, but I-, I think it's one of those things with, like, where Shayna is at that she could definitely... Um, You know, like, she's working with Zoe Stark now, apparently, which is really cool for both of them. Um, And we're going to see where it goes. I don't think Rhea's going to drop the belt to Raquel. I don't think Rhea's dropping that belt before Mania. I'll be 100 with you on that one. Um, And I also don't think if she does drop that belt, it will be to Shayna Baszler or Raquel. So, um, I'm just... I wish I was more invested in Rhea's title reign, but it has been booked so poorly, with little to no storyline build for anything, then I'm just not invested. Like, I wish I was invested, because I'm a big fan of her in-ring work. Because the matches she's had that were actually, like, substantial... Like, she had, like, a 20-minute match with Natalia on Raw a while back that was incredible. But there just hasn't been anything there for me to love other than that.
0: Well... I'll just say as long as she has the title and the judgment day steals is dripping gold then I'm okay with it. That's all. That's it. <laughs> we move to the main event of the night. Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now I will say this best interest of the night goes to Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I was like, okay. Does this mean we win? And I was all up in our chat like, oh, are we foreshadowing the win for Shinsuke Nakamura, which I was here for because I feel like this man deserves his championship run. I was ready for it. I was hoping for it, but I was always not. in the back of my mind. I'm like, but are they going to take the belt off of Seth Rollins this soon? He's had it for over a hundred days now, and I'm. Ugh. I thought,
2: well, <laughs> one, all five of us, including Lewis, right, when we were watching this, we're in the Discord chat, going, Nakamura's is about to win, Nakamura's is about to win, because not only did Nakamura come out in this drippy calf can gorgeous outfit, right? Uh, my pick for Ringier i don't care if he didn't wrestle in it—it it was immaculate, it was gorgeous. Um, but then you also have Great Muda at ringside, who is like Nakamura's mentor through everything. It's been incredibly built. They give Nakamura this like manga style um, pre match vignette. That What's were... with
1: these vignettes recently, guys? It's what the? Been
2: so good. good. They're and, good. amazing. Like I, honestly, this is how they should be presenting Nakamura all the time. Agreed. Um. And also, this storyline isn't over yet, so I still don't think there's uh, a 0% chance that Nakamura takes the vote of stuff in general. So. Yeah, heal
1: Nakamura, guys. Heal Shout Nakamura out to heal Nakamura. Nakamura.
0: Everything. I love heel Nakamura.
2: And heal Nakamura that isn't obsessed with kicking AJ Styles in the crotch. That's a huge win.
3: Love that. <laughs> love that. <laughs> the, it, the fact that they let Nakamura just speak Japanese and, like, subtitle it like it should give him this this over-the-top like anime character this this evil villain like showing us what a heel can be
1: this ninja yes
3: and he oh not, not booker t was oh, no. like the fact that this is the first time nakamura ever and that was another thing that sold me too when Michael Cole was like this is the first time that Nakamura has ever headlined a PLE and I was like oh my god you're right you know, like because even though he his main event, he wasn't he wasn't in the main event at WrestleMania when he faced AJ Styles after winning the Royal Rumble. You know, and he got pushed pretty far down to the bottom of the card quickly. Let, it, WrestleMania 38, he opened the show with Rick Boogs. I don't even know what he did this past year at WrestleMania. Was he even on the card? No. <laughs> like the fact oh. that this is a Nakamura that I could easily see being world heavyweight champion. The problem is Damian Priest. So, and that, that was another, I thought that was going to happen. I thought Damian Priest might have cashed in when Seth won, but he didn't, so it was okay. But yeah, I, I want to see this Nakamura. I want to see more of this Nakamura. I'm telling you guys, it is 2003 WWE all over again. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Cody Rhodes. That's a main event anywhere in the world.
2: Um, I loved this match. It was very good. Should not have been the main event, but I love this match uh, nonetheless. Um, I really hope that somewhere down the line, because we don't know how much longer Nakamura is going to be in the company, because you know he is like I believe in his forties. Uh, you know, so he's getting up there for a wrestler. Even if he came to the Fed late, um, I want him to win that world title. He deserves it. Okay. I, and honestly, I would not be mad about him and Seth ping pong me without. I know we don't like 50 50 booking, and I know whatever, but I mean, this one time I'd be okay with it. I'm not going to lie. Um, like, Nakamura wins it at Fastlane, Rollins wins it back at Survivor Series, and Priest cashes in at Survivor Series. I'm fine with all of that. Um, I have zero problem with any of that. So, I, I want. Still live in a world where Nakamura is a former world champion in this company. That isn't just the NXT title. So... And also, yeah. if Nakamura won that, then he'd be a grand slam because he's won every other belt. So, Yep.
1: Completely understandable. Uh, my take on this is, is probably a little different, actually. I thought everything outside of the ring was fine. Uh, honestly, disappointed by the in-ring work uh, for this main event. I don't know why. Maybe I just had a sour take of it all. But it felt very slow to me. Uh, Nakamura felt especially slow, uh, at least in comparison to like what I was expecting from Seth Rollins, Nakamura. It was still good. Um, but I don't know. I, I've seen I've seen Seth Rollins do better work. I've seen Nakamura do better work. I was wanting, I was expecting like give me uh Gunther Sheamus clash at the castle. Like I was wanting really good in work. And I felt everything was just a little slow, but and, and this is kind of where I wanted to, to talk about is this all this whole situation for me turned around Monday? That raw like finished, it was almost like if uh, payback was a two parter. Because I feel like the Monday night raw after and WrestleMania should take notes, but I feel like this really completed everything that paper uh, the payback did. And so I look on it a little bit more fondly now in hindsight, uh, because I feel like that after that after effect and seeing what's going on with Seth Rollins back continue being used long term, uh, you know, throughout probably the next month or so until he's probably taken out. So I don't know. I, I, I like it more now after seeing the story direction, but I would like to see another banger of a match like I want. I want an S tier match. I want a five star classic from Seth Rollins and Nakamura. There's no reason why we can't have that.
3: Maybe they held back.
1: That's how I feel. It felt a little bit that way, um, at least to me. I think you know. I think that these two men. I don't think anyone would argue that Nakamura and Rollins would have a chance of getting a five star match. I feel like they could do it. Um, maybe we'll see it soon.
2: I mean, and okay, I hate talking negatively about Nakamura because I am but I am gonna have
3: to for a minute okay
2: Nakamura has the ability to put on a five-star match whenever he wants okay the problem is and this is not a problem with Nakamura this is just a problem with the company one they make him wrestle the WWE style even if it's like WWE strong style right it's still WWE the only times he has felt like Nakamura Nakamura to me was when he won the Royal Rumble was when he had his debut with Sami Zayn in NXT and when he had this incredible match with AJ Styles in 2018, right? Outside of that, Nakamura hasn't ever really had any of those five-star classics on the main roster, you know? And I do attribute part of that to being him wrestling a style that isn't his normal style. It's a lot less, you know, hard-hitting, and it is different enough. I mean, he wrestled that way for a decade and a half in Japan. So, like, it it, it is distinguishing enough for me to, like, you know, bat an eye eye at it.
1: Yep. I just can't believe it because I think a better match than this technically was wrestled the night after. You know?
2: Chad Gable and Gunter.
1: (laughs) So we can talk about the real Payback Main Event that happened the night after (laughs) for some reason.
2: I love the story of the match. I, I don't want to get into too deep because it, we are running a bit long here. Don't, uh, but match was incredible. Everything was great. Chad Gable when he locked the scissors in on that ankle lock, I thought he had won that title, and I was so excited. And then depression. So not depression, depression. Like it was more like bombs more than anything. Because again, here lately these past years, so the people in the ring have been getting. I don't know if it was necessarily the company, but like cause this build was great. I really hope they have another match at like Fast or Survivor Series or something and Gable wins
3: the belt off Ginger though. It'd be so good. But well, they have to get the belt off of him so he can win the Royal Rumble.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't I think Guter, he since he didn't pass the, 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 the reign, his thing, he is the longest reigning. It is what it is. He is that. Now he's going to get off the belt is going to have to come off of him and let it move.
1: Yep. Um, now so it's all about
0: who, right? I think it's going to be Chad Gable. I think Chad Gable has proven his point into why it should be him, but it's other people out there who could also step up and be in line for that opportunity to do it. I just don't know who
3: at Ron this Rager. point. Maybe. Maybe. Gun- Gunther face turn. Because we all want to see Gunther become a face. We, I need, again, I, I love, Gunther is a five-star <laughs> machine, but I need story. Give me story. Give me a reason. Why? Right. Why does <laughs> Gunther wrestle? <laughs> right. Can I
2: uh, completely disagree with that entire statement of I need storyline. The storyline is the wrestling. That's the whole No,
0: story. but that's the thing. That's gone that's old now. We know he's yes. a good wrestler. We know he's gonna give great matches, but who is Gunther? And uh-huh. I think he has to lose the belt for us to have that story because who is Gunther without the belt? What is he going to do when he is no longer the champion and you know he has to Maybe try to become another because once you have a champion, you want and, to be another champion.
1: And you point to it exactly, Lana. You're right. It has there has to be a change. We are going to see a different. We are not going to see the ring general anymore Mm-mm. because how can you be the ring general if you're not the title champion? And it's the whole point is being the Intercontinental Champion, right. right? Here's my here's the thing. I don't have wants actually. Tofu, you can have all the wants you want. I have not wants. Things I don't want to see happen, and it's only two. Mm-hmm. What I don't want to see i don't want to see like power of positivity gunther i don't want to see yeah. him be overly happy yep. i don't want to see him like and then the second thing is please don't give me some like funkodactyl strangeness i just oh. i worry with wwe with brand what? shifting and, and face turning <laughs> like please don't give me gunther who's like oh i realize i'm the best and now i'm like happy go lucky russian guy type of yeah just don't give me that and i'll be happy anything else Thank you, WWE.
2: I'll, I'll be honest. For me, right, as someone who has watched Gunther in this company for the better part of five years and has loved literally everything they've ever done with him, his entire career, right, there is a very big difference to me in the way they portrayed Brotus Clay versus the way they're portraying Gunther. And I think part of that comes from the fact that Gunther has the in-ring chops to back it up, right? Oh, you're totally it's, right.
1: I'm just saying don't do that to him.
2: Oh, agreed. What I'm going to get, what I'm getting at is, I feel like Gunther's thing after he loses the belt has to be he feels incomplete without that championship, Mm -hmm. without something to prove that the way he views wrestling is the correct way to view it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that maybe is a little lost in translation with the IC title reign. That was something that was very clearly conveyed in NXT UK, right? Because I Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Gunther has retained the belt through interference one time while he's been champion. He did that a few times in UK when he was getting desperate, right? And then when he didn't win the NXT title, he just came straight to the main roster, and he won the IC title there. So, like, I, I want to see Gunther without a championship for a prolonged period of time, because we've never gotten that. We talked about it in the predictions video. Um, Gunther, you know, without this IC title... Who is he, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that is compelling, right? But while he is champion, the championship is enough for me. So we're going to see where he goes when he does lose the belt because right now, as of recording on September 6th, he's two days away from breaking the record. He's guaranteed to break the record. So uh, congrats on that, by the way.
1: And Uh, let's add to it, by the way. uh, No, no, no loan, Corbin. No, I am depressed because I don't have a belt, and that's my entire personality.
0: Yeah, I don't want that either. I just need
1: some finesse. We need some finesse uh, or something um, after the belts are gone. As long as we don't get like weird, funky, happy, we don't get depressed, basically no Baron Corbin bit. And I'll be good.
3: Here's, here's how I would book it. Give him two weeks on raw, a two part sit down interview with Michael Cole, where we get some honest and some truth from Gunther about what wrestling means to him. And I want for at the end of it, Michael Cole to call Gunther a sports entertainer and for Gunther to get up and to show Michael Cole what it means to be a wrestler and to like literally be like choking him out or pounding on him and being like is this a sports entertainer or whatever like this is a wrestling i am a ring general you know what i mean like like literally like taking that to the next level being the antithesis of what is come to being a WWE star. Like, what a WWE superstar is? No, no, no. he He's the opposite of that. He is a ring yeah. general. He is a wrestler, you know? And that's how he feels, right? He feels
1: like the one wrestler amongst a bunch of entertainers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I,
2: well, I wouldn't say the one, but the big one, right? I mean,
0: no, but yeah. I feel like that could be his story. Like, I feel like I am the only wrestler amongst these entertainers, these clowns, these people who are here to, to entertain the people i am a true wrestler here to wrestle and i'll
3: use foil is. la night
0: Ooh. i mm. mean i'll be
2: honest you know what i want from gunther when he loses this belt i love how now it's less of uh, when who he drops it to and it's not when he loses it because we all want it to be chad gable right
1: uh i'm not entirely sure it has to be chad gable I, I just look. want whoever they give it to not to lose it in ten days.
2: Correct. Yeah. Um, but what I want is I want Gunther to. Okay, you remember when Roman Reigns lost the tag match against the Usos a few months a few months back, and he had that like breakdown moment at ringside, right? Obviously, I don't want the overacting that accompanied that, but I want Gunther to kind of spiral a little bit, and I don't want him to be depressed and emo, but like. I want him to just go crazy, okay? I want him to beat someone so bad that the referee has to stop the match. I want him to, like, keep beating on this person so the referee reverses the decision, okay? I want him to go that far, okay? Because he's lost, okay? He does not lose, okay? Because you remember a while back when Chad Gable beat him by countout in that, like, open invitation challenge match or whatever it was, like, a certain amount of time? Gunther had them restart the match just so he could win, right? I I want to see Gunther, after a loss, not be able to handle that loss and go a little overboard crazy. That's what I want. And then as he goes overboard crazy, he ascends up the rings, wins the Royal Rumble maybe, or maybe somebody wins it for SmackDown, Cough, cough, Cody Rhodes, Um, and we get... Gunther versus somebody for the World Heavyweight title at Mania. That's my pick. That's my pick.
0: And with that being said, we'll see what happens because we don't know what WWE has up their sleeve. I think they should do something with Gunther after he loses his belt because he really needs to lose it so we know who he is. But on that note, that's it. We're done, y'all.
1: Yep, yeah. and uh, if you want to know what happens, always remember that you can always come back to the Cup to stay up-to-date on all of the wrestling content, uh, you know, and whatever else you want to see on the Cup TV. A bunch of great shows.
0: We so. have everything that you can imagine to watch. Keep checking us out. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you will know when every video drops. Um, and you can, get, you can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, so you can see it when we drop our schedule, so you know when every video is going to drop then because we put that out every week. You can follow us if you want to. Um, that whole West thing, following him to get a cup. As you see, he has no social media to follow him on to get him, but we can we'll get out his Discord information. That's what don't worry about it. We'll <laughs> hit me up in my comments. I was giving you his Discord information. Um, because he needs to buy a cup. You're and right. you can get your cup merch at LanaGee'sCreations.etsy.com, and you can get your cup merch. We'll be back. We got some things on the horizon to do in between time, but because we're not just gonna only do pay-per-views and cover those or the PLEs. Let me let me get it correct. The PLEs. Um, we 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 got some things coming up in the horizon, so be stay tuned. And yeah, that's it. Cheers, y'all.
1: Yep. Thanks for joining. All right. Thanks for
2: joining. <laughs>
0: Bye uh.
2: Bye. Angels. All right, peace out. Peace out.
0: Peace out. Peace out. Thank
2: you, Jigging.